Welcome to Southpaws, episode 514. Shardle, I choose you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Saverin. I'm Fuzzle. And the only podcast dog we have this week is Adam. Uh, because it's Friday night and everybody's occupied, so we're recording back at my place for the first time in forever on my dinky little table. That's yeah, fine. This takes me back like. Ten years ago? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> just a laptop and a microphone. We're you know high tech here. So we we don't have a hookah here, but did you bring some hookah noise? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah, we can hookah. You know, if we vape during the podcast, it's not quite the same. Right. Oh, so yeah, Shardle. That's going to be a great Pokemon. I can't wait to uh, mm. see that anyone can make a fake leak line of evolutions oh so was that making fun of someone made a, a leak oh yeah like oh, people okay. people love to throw that shit out there all the time oh okay and i i just thought it was someone making making up funny pokemon but yeah people try to do that all the time but then like anyone can make a fake leak filler fodder waste of space shwimp taros minotaros you mask amongrius eevee and Eevee, the <laughs> double normal normal type. <laughs> then, of course, for the people that are super uh, concerned about Sprigatito becoming a furry, they made Sprigatito, Lingato, and Bipetal as, <laughs> class, as the name. Oh, no. And what else? Uh, Nymphony, Maestroach, Crying Up, <laughs> Crying UP, and then Shardle. It's a water type. Should be water poison, just my opinion. But that's that's fake Pokemon for you. Yeah. Oh, and also bipedal is labeled as grass fairy. Oh, because of the weed type, right? Yeah. Well, they're all they start as grass, but if it's a bipedal, it's instead of the big furry wrestler that they had in the previous gens, this one's like going to be a twink. <laughs> God willing, it will be. That'd be amazing. Bipedal, the twink Pokemon. It's like, <laughs> do you think this is going to? Increase or decrease the amount of porn? Yes. <laughs> it's just going to change the uh, the market. Who does it? Because, mm. man, people really latched on to the weed cat, though. Like, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, they're like, haha, weed cat. It's got red eyes and it's green and it's grass type. So clearly, uh-huh. this small critter. Um, and I've seen <laughs> plenty of, like, porn applications of it. Like, mm. fucking... I think it was like a Flareon smoking, sucking the dick and getting high off it. It's just, <laughs> just fun stuff like that. Oh, you know, yeah. Furries, awesome. and then like anthro stoner chick versions of the cat. Uh, you know, yeah, I found a nice, I think it was like a nice pussy out one. That yeah. I shared with you. We like to have fun here in the furry fandom. Like to yeah the Pokemons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, between that, like if there's a furry character, people are going to latch onto it. Like there's a werewolf guy in Elden Ring. Mm. Who, uh, there's been a, a few pieces of porn of the character posted in the chat and I've seen on uh, FA and on Telegram. Or, and on I'm amused that I accidentally shared what might be fan art with you. I was just like, oh, hot werewolf and some naked chick. Awesome. I mean, it could be a hot werewolf and some naked chick. There's lots of interactions where it's just a hot werewolf like holding up a chick with a finger in her with like one hand and I'm like he's gonna use her like a flashlight that's gonna be hot as hell all the implied implications there but is it fan art of blade who knows we'll <laughs> never know well if i found the post on fa i could find it but i don't really care it's just a hot pick yeah no i can't fap unless i know this character's deep lore <laughs> 
It's like, let me tell you about this sad werewolf and why he's got a nine-foot sword and an eight-foot dick. <laughs> and of course, you can actually kind of dress up as him. There's a mask that matches his look. So I've been running around the lands between as a furry because it's a really good helmet. Oh. <laughs> like, it's it's a mask that's a really strong helmet that was, like, the best I had for a time. And now that I have better, I'm still going to wear the werewolf hat because fashion souls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to fight monsters and stuff, but you want to look good while doing it. So you got to mix and match your shit to mm-hmm. look cool. Video games, you know, it's something you totally care a lot about, Fuzz. I know. I mean, it's what? better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's fine. It's a thing. You know, what doesn't kill you make will make you stronger except for bears because mm-hmm. bears will fucking kill you. Yes. That's uh, an important truth to know. Uh, yeah, we're a week away from Fiesta. Is uh, <laughs> As of this recording, it is uh, Friday night. I will have run my first night of gaming and had at least two of the tournaments pop off well mm-hmm. hopefully by that point i've got the pile of ps4s over there to my right yeah i walked in and i was like and for a second i was confused because i was like why do you have some oh right <laughs> yeah um like last night i ended up having to well not last night a couple nights ago i did a run out to GameStop because I needed to buy some more fucking PSN codes mm-hmm. um, because with Capcom's thing shifting around and the fact that I forgot to buy a couple things mm. I was, I'm going to go over budget this year slightly but then again my overages are like a couple hundred dollars and I'm not like AV where oopsie whoopsie we did a fucky wucky and it's eight grand um, I'm not citing from specific stuff but I know AV gets real fast and loose with their shit so you know what if I'm over budget this year deal with it um it's all for the gamers and even then like i'm not able to do as much as i would want because this bit with capcom we talked about last week did we talk about it on the show yeah okay yeah we did um just replacing some stuff is it's a little bit extra money who cares Mm -hmm. um but we've got to take a picture of yourself with like the six ps4 boxes but where you're like like that picture of you that had like the three polos and like the three iphones and all yeah. the glass sunglasses. <laughs> it's like, uh, how many PS4s do you need? Well, I have nine right here. That being said, you know, there are certain games that people want, like Melty Blood. Um, that's just a disc game. You can get it, and the two DLC characters are free on the store. So if you have a disc of that game, you can bring it and, pl- and help contribute to that. It's always nice when there's games that are just like, yeah, it's all on the disc. Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate's all on the disc. Uh, Injustice 2 is all on the disc. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, this is the ultimate edition of the game. It has all the shit, because it's like past the end it's of the game life cycle. fucking around and shit you have to do. Yeah, well, because like, shit, man. There was a $5 character for Dragon Ball Z, and there was... This other game that we were wanting, that we're gonna run, that was on sale for like twenty bucks. Cool. And then there's three, there's four characters that are DLC that are not on sale. And there's not like a cheaper season pass way to get it either. Right. So a twenty dollar base game with like twenty, like almost thirty bucks of DLC. Oof. Ugh. Fucking video games, man. They are the worst. Yeah. The Perhaps they are the worst thing on earth. Oh, sorry. It's your pops. Oh yeah. Oh. Those, those are just sandals. Don't worry about them. Oh, okay. I, I, like, I thought oh. I accidentally bumped Tavern under the table. Um, I'm not under the table. <laughs> um, no, Adam's over there. Normally, he would be under our feet, but mm-hmm. he's like, oh, you're new. I don't know if I can do that without getting kicked. <laughs> that's the thing. He does it to me, and he ends up sometimes getting kicked. I have to, like, 
make sure if I'm sitting in my chair, I have my feet perched up on the little uh, feet here. And I have to make sure to like look down if I want to move my feet because sometimes he's just right there. Mm-hmm. So I can't move or I have to double check behind me to make sure I can't, I'm not going to roll over his tail or his little feet if I roll backwards. Mm-hmm. That would be very bad. Yeah. And I've never done that to him, but I don't want to either. He is currently sitting to our right with his head on his paws, just like, oh, well, I'm in the room. Mm-hmm. There, I'm petting him with my foot. <laughs> Important multitasking when it comes to podcasting. Mm-hmm. And you talk to your friends and then also pet the dog at the same time. Yeah. Sometimes both at once. Yeah. It's amazing. But yeah, getting ready for Fiesta. I still have to do a little bit more work, but it's by work, I mean purchasing some things and downloading them and installing them, mm-hmm. which, you know, working real hard. It's just application of money. Yeah. It also just takes time, though. Like, you got to, and you still kind of got to pay attention. This is an error or a button you got to hit or yeah. something. Well, like, well, for Street Fighter Five, because, I mean, we own the licenses to it. I bought it when it was on sale last year. Mm-hmm. Can't run it as a tournament that has, you know, prizes and shit, but we're still going to have the game available. But right. that was like a 35 gig patch. And PSN is slow as shit. So it took <sighs> multiple hours across on three machines that had that. So I hate that you can have like a fucking 300, 300 connection and then it's just throttled to slow as shit because of the servers on the other end. Yeah, their CDN sucks. But it's it's ready to go. I'm still kind of mind blown that we're doing Fiesta again. I mean, obviously, yes, we're doing Fiesta again, but also, oh my god, Fiesta again. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, feel getting those week before emails like, hey, is it cool if I bring stuff to the con? It's like, yeah, you want to mm-hmm. bring a retro console to play, you know, GameCube Smash or whatever, and a CRT to go with it. All right, I'm not going to tell you no. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one guy who's like, oh, do I have to like take it out and put, lock it in my car every night? I was like, not if you don't want to. We lock the room at the end of every night and haven't had problems in the past. Do you have spare space in the lock cages for people's consoles? Or Probably. Hmm. I mean, like... I wasn't sure how that was handled. Honestly, at this point, I'm probably not going to bother too much with our consoles because we're going to have to be shuffling them around for tournaments. Oh, um, right. And it's all digital games at this point, so it's not like we have to worry about someone popping out the disc and fucking us over. Mm. Like, you you have to operate these rooms on trust, to a degree. Where it's like, there's only so much someone could fuck with, and if they fuck with it, well, that sucks, but it's not the end of the world. Mm. Like, I don't want anybody else's stuff to walk off, so I can cage it up for them if they want. Like, because, you know, a GameCube is a little retro. They're not going to, they're not making any more of them. So. I mean, the gamers that are also into chastity would probably appreciate that. Yeah. They'd be like, ooh, nothing's coming out of this console <laughs> except games. Let's not go too far down that path. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the hell is your PC doing, by the way? Because it's like running this, what looks like a game emulator. And oh, super... yeah. It's this. It's a clicker game called Idle Champions, The Forgotten Realms. It's mm-hmm. by Codename Entertainment. It's literally just an idle game. Numbers go up. <coughs> like the stock market? No, <laughs> this is... Because I've seen it actually close and open up again. It, it's scripting. Oh, okay. Um, it's a little clicker game. It's D and D. It's licensed for D and D. It has a lot of. They have deals with a lot of like actual plays. And you know, if you're into Dungeons and Dragons and like little idle mm-hmm. clicker games, it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's basically formation management. It's like, can you 
figure out how to make things work to go to X level. But then once you get to a point where you've kind of broken the game, like I have, it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of just there. Mm-hmm. It's running in the background and just doing its thing. It's very low impact. And, uh, you know, numbers go up. Okay. Obviously, like, because I can't have it running while I'm doing actual gaming. So, mm-hmm. like, it has to take a pause when I'm playing Elden Ring. But that's neither here nor there. I have 69 hours on my current save. Nice. And uh, I'm still so far from the end of the game. I don't even know. At this on point. Elden Ring? Yeah. Mm. Like, this game is long as fuck. And that's cool. But also, damn, this game is long as fuck. <laughs> it's value for your money. Yeah. I mean, shit, I'm having a lot of fun. And, like, it's still in the first little bit. So, like, the wikis aren't all filled out. So there's still mystery in the game. Ooh. So it's like, they don't explain shit. You just get to figure it out. And so people go, oh, I figured out this thing. Here's the wiki. Like, here's how to get to a point where you can never have to worry about experience or gold ever again, which reduces a massive amount of tension from the game. Because in the game, you're this, mm. the runes you have are both your XP and your currency. Right. And if you die, you drop them where you died. And oh. if you die again before you pick them up, they're lost forever. So there's this tension point where, like, if you're fighting a boss a bunch of times, you have to make sure you get your – basically pick up your gold every time. Oh. And if you get fucked up before you can do that, you've just lost however much progress. But there's a couple spots on the map you can go to, pretty low level if you're smart enough, where you can just bonk dudes as long as you need to and then can feel free to go explore and do dumb shit because if you fuck up and die – you just go bonk some dudes for 20 minutes and you're back up no problem or even less depending on how low level you are. Hmm. So it's like, congratulations, I can now... This is distilled the Souls game down to fight hard bosses and mm-hmm. get good at them versus the tension of, oh god, I have to go back and buy more fire grenades because I ran out or I can just make them in the field or I have to do a five minute run back to the boss room every time because I died and the bonfires over there mm. they have a system where you can oftentimes get a respawn right outside the boss room and try again and you get whenever you pop back out you're back at full health full resources so you can just get good at the boss rather than have to be like ah oh, fuck I need to retreat back 20 minutes to go to the vendor and then come back, all this shit, I can just literally make some grenades, go in there, fuck up and die, try again. Yeah. And it's distilled the game pain points away while leaving the still hard as balls fight part. Mm-hmm. I literally, and I'm not joking, tried to fight one boss for three fucking hours last night. I got his ass. Jeez. But... That was a lot of tries. Yeah. But I wasn't, like, super deterred because, one, I wasn't going to lose my shit if I kept dying a bunch of times. I was able to try a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. And they made it so that you respawn right outside the fucker's door. And you're like, all right, let's try this again. Knock, knock, motherfucker. It's like... It, it's it's like that scene in Doctor Strange. Exactly. <laughs> where I was going to go with, you know, I'm here to bargain. <laughs> and the fucking giant space bug grabs you in his mandibles and bites you in half. Yeah. I'm here to bargain. Okay. I'm here to barf dragon poison on you. Like, a bunch. Mm. That worked. So... That has been your Gamer Minute. We're now 17 minutes into the episode. Mm. We can go into the Fuck Republicans Hour. (laughs) (sighs) There's several whole shows. I know, right? Like, that's the thing, 
is I, I haven't been posting as much because like if I do post, I will be banned. Like, right. you know, if if God gave me a button that killed a random Republican in power every time it, I pushed it, I would put that thing on a fucking machine. What the fuck are they called? I literally had the name in my head. Sibian. You know, the Sibian vibe <laughs> machine is <just> like, <laughs> you know, it's problem what? fucking solved. Um, God, that's a lot funnier than my mental image. Oh, I started laughing. Adam came up to me wagging his tail. He's like, like oh, they're happy. Pets. They're making happy voices. Yay. Yeah, he's, oh, he's finally like realizing, hey, there's another person here. I should warm up to them. Hi. <laughs> I mean, he knows me. He knows you. He just hasn't seen you in a long time. So soft, velvety ears. Oh my god. Yep. The uh, off mic now because I'm petting the dog. That's fine. Look at his little face. Super happy, wagging that tail. Um, this is what happens when you have dogs in the podcast room. <laughs> I would like to see the baby. Yes. <laughs> um, That's both pictures of him, which you never ever do. I posted. Yeah, one photo this morning for sure. Yeah. I was like, did I post two? No, just one. Because he was being very needy. It was cold this morning, so he didn't want to go oh, outside. I saw your tweet about that. Yeah, where it was like a, a gust of wind, and he looked at you like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was like 80 yesterday. We had a lovely evening walk. It was fun. We were out for like 30 minutes, and it was a beautiful day. I don't really mind. Yeah. I got a podcast in. It's nice outside little breeze but no the fucking cold front came through mm. and our, our building's a fucking wind tunnel right there right. so it just whoosh, and he was just like what <laughs> so he literally did the bare minimum walked out to the grass mm. peed and went back to the house he's like no yeah and so he's he's been not very thrilled about the fact that it keeps changing temps so badly yeah I mean, it should be nice for Fiesta. Like, we could get up to, like, 80 that weekend. It's dropped down again. Um, not that far, but when I last checked, it was, like, the highs are, like, the low 70s now instead of the mid to high 70s. Yeah, but still, 68, that's nice. That's what it says for Friday next week. It might be rainy, yeah. but... Even the rain has cleared up a bit. It was originally... When I looked at forecasts a few days ago, I mean, it's a week out forecast. It had a like, yeah, it had rain every day, but right now it's like there's like a little one day, and then it's sunny. I think. Yeah, like they they, they were saying that they had a chance for fucking snow here today. It didn't show up at all, but like yeah, it said it, snow. it said it was snowing on the app. Then I looked out the door, and it wasn't. Uh, it was bone dry. I'm like, okay. But Rahada got snow. Yeah, Rahada got snow. He's up in Arkansas. Uh huh. And apparently Nashville is getting snow tomorrow yeah. and ice. Because we have our, the furry homeowners chat. Everyone's like, ah, fucking ice and snow. God damn it. Thought we were done with this. Yeah. So, yeah. At least we shouldn't have a redo of the year at the Intercontinental where it iced over on Sunday night. Oh, God. And nobody could leave. Yeah. Like, I mean, a bunch of planes were canceled. Flights were canceled that day. People were stuck in town till Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. I had to do the quick, where's the dog check? And he's down between your feet now. Oh, is he? Oh, he is. <laughs> it's like, well, again, move my feet. I don't want to accidentally kick the dog. No, no. So in actual good news, a state court in Travis County, Texas, has said, hey, uh, George, Greg Abbott, fuck you. We're going to put a hard injunction on your DPS thing about the trans kids. Mm. So that's good, good. a tiny shred of good news. It basically just like blocks it entirely until there's a trial in July. 
like the end of July. Yeah. And, you know, you want to say it's fucking posturing, but these evil motherfuckers are like, you know, you have Florida where they're like, we, you know, don't say gay and these vague bills where, mm-hmm. you know, any discussion of sexuality, you know, giant asterisks because they're still going to anything straight, super fine, not a problem. We're going to read Romeo and Juliet, underage double suicide. Also, so there, I think it's uh, Idaho or Iowa. It's one of the states that starts with I. There's a really, really stupid law being written. And it's like, and like you said, they're really vague. They write these dumbass laws to target trans people, but because they're idiots, the laws are really written badly. So apparently the wording on this is it's outlawing the removal of any otherwise healthy tissue from the body to outlaw gender affirming surgery however someone pointed out doesn't that also outlaw organ donors <laughs> i mean that, <laughs> and a that, bunch of other shit well i mean if applied to everybody like that would prevent uh, mastectomy patients women who have to do mastectomies because they yeah. have a strong history of breast somebody cancer. pointed out angelina uh, jolie got the the, the dual mastectomy and reconstruction uh, because it runs in her family and it's like well under this law in this state if it passed, that would be illegal. Yeah, like hysterectomies. Um, <laughs> well, it's it other otherwise healthy. So if the, if it's like loaded with cancer, and that's well, why no, you're I getting mean, you can choose. But... Like a person can have a voluntary voluntary sterilization, right? Yeah. Voluntary hysterectomy is that going to be banned? I mean, like they're they're targeting their yeah. shit so broadly, but they're like we have the people we hate super hard, and then but that also affects that. But that was how it used to be in Texas, too, because they're, when they were making gay sex illegal, they meant, you know, any oral sex, any anal sex. And like, well, what if I'm fucking, like, one of the guys was like, well, what if I'm fucking my wife in, in the dark and I slip? And they're like, nope, still legal, you know, because they're basically mm-hmm. trying to control you and me. Yeah. And, you know, this is where <laughs> Sam gets to put on the old terrorism hat, you know. It's like if they're going to put you in a prison for... You know, existing, you might as well give them a good reason when they come for you, you know? Right. So I've had to curtail what I say on Twitter.com because I like to keep my account. Not that I really like Twitter. It's It kind of sucks ass. I mean, it's good to keep up with things, but also, like, it's such a fucking torrent of negativity and bad shit. But I don't know what's the solution to that. Other than, like, you can't just bury your head in the sand. Right. I, yeah, it's such a catch-22. You know, I, I don't want to be cut off from the world completely and i see people talking about things that they feel are important and they're since they're people i follow it's often things that i feel are important too and like and i want to be in the loop you know i want to know when texas is trying to pass a stupid law and stuff like that but like i i'm not as active i'm not active on the furry side of twitter Uh now and like there's just there's a whole lot of toxicity in twitter and it's just it's just the nature of the platform. Also, the fact that people have just lost their goddamn minds in the last two or three years because we were all dealing with the pandemic, and yeah, you know, we're either having friends and family get sick and die, or we're just you know living through the fear of getting infection and you know masking up and or staying at home all the time. It's just, it's affecting everyone in a different way. You know, and it's like, it's it's not great. And it's made being online kind of awful. Yeah. I have, you know, public Facebook account. I have an AD account. You know, I, follow, I basically, I split it off so that all the art, I, I can open up Twitter.com on my 
laptop or on my phone in public and not see a dick asterisk star star unless ajax retweeted something generally um and that's just how it is but even then it's like because that split sometimes you get two completely separate things that are terrible and bad in the world like each like each day like you got the public facing regular stuff and then the adult like this is just art and stuff i follow but even then it's like hey did you know that idaho is doing real evil shit and did you know that missouri is doing trying to do more eat more evil shit mm. they're like oh you can't cross state lines to get an abortion even if there's an ectopic pregnancy and it's like oh you just want people to die <laughs> yeah i'm like oh this is all kinds of unconstitutional yeah you can't be like if you cross state lines to do something we don't like it's we're gonna arrest you when you home or whatever like that no, that that doesn't fucking work. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's not how this country works. Well, it's like Idaho trying or trying to do that with like if you take a trans kid out of state to get them gender affirming care, that's a life life felony, and it's like that's super unconstitutional. But the yeah. thing is, with the current Supreme Court, sort of us, you know, <clears throat> replacing a few, um, who knows really? Mm. Because it's like the whole thing where the Texas Supreme Court said that the bounty, the abortion bounty law can go forward because, well, it's not the state doing it. It's independent people who have the right to sue a woman who they think is uppity and might have gotten abortion. <sighs> Honestly, again, you know, Second Amendment solutions to problems like that. If someone's going to go around and be a bounty hunter for uh, women's uteruses, perhaps they should hunt back. Um because I'm real fucking tired of this shit. Like, mm. this is just some real fucking evil in the world. And, uh, yeah, it makes me very uncomfortable to have these thoughts. Yeah. Because I do not wish to be a violent person. But sometimes, I think it might be terribly justified. But hopefully, we can do this legally and not end up in a situation where it doesn't get to be. Anyway, Go on! <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I'm just like... I'm. I'm just watching you fucking thread this needle, and I'm just like, uh-huh, dog. Uh-huh. I this shit makes me so mad. Yeah, and there's literally yeah. nothing I can do. Like we have a federal government that doesn't seem to want to do shit. We have state government that's literally fucking evil, and mm-hmm. even and you can't just fuck off to another state and let it go piece by piece. Like it has to be stopped somehow. And I wish the Dims had a fucking single fucking spinal vertebra amongst them to do anything about it like mm. that's my biggest problem yeah. honestly like this this problem could also be solved by by expanding the court which yeah. you know the court was not always nine justices it reached that point and it's been stable at that point for a long time apart from when there's a vacancy to be filled but yeah. i mean it's not illegal or unconstitutional to expand it to bring back a balance, at least. But yeah. Trump got, what, two or three? three? Yeah. That's a lot in a single term. A single four-year fuck-up. Yeah, and it's going to affect everything for generations in this country. Because these people are in their probably 40s and 50s. It's a lifetime appointment. They can stay there as long as they decide they want to keep fucking with people. Yep. Yeah. You know, this is why Saverin is only posting about uh, Elden Ring and pictures of their dog on Twitter.com because they don't want to get banned. Yeah. Because, like, you see all this shit. And, like, yelling into the void on Twitter doesn't do anything. It just, it literally, this kind of goes back to social media is bad. Because, mm. like, you can yell all you want on Twitter.com, but, like, that's not going to stop some hardcore Republican fuckhead. Yeah. 
I mean, it makes you and your friends feel better for a little while, but that's really about it. Yeah. And over time, that just drives you nuts, which is bad because, like you said, Fuzz, we've been going progressively more nuts in the past two years. Yeah. Um, You know, we're, I think today was like the two year mark of, or the three year mark of the WHO declaring a pandemic, like a global pandemic thing. I saw a tweet to that effect. It would have been two years. And I was like, damn, really? Because. I mean, it makes sense, because, like, we had Fiesta 2020. Right. And we're about to go into Fiesta 2022. Adam decided the vibes were off and asked to be out of the room. Yeah. Once we stopped talking about video games that make you happy and uh, moved on to politics that make you angry, he was like... He's like, hmm, the vibes are sour. I'm going to go to the couch where they're watching Severance. (laughs) Such a good show. Yeah, so I really hope it sticks the landing, but like I'm really enjoying it so far. Especially just like a lot of like the lighting and the set design and like the production values. But like they've got a really good cast. So like well. the uh, exterior and some of the interior shots are actually done in like an old bell facility. No shit. Yeah, so like it's an actual physical building that's there. Mm-hmm. And of course they've like, you know, like some of the interior is obviously special made, but like yeah. a set, but the exterior shots and like some of the big concrete edifices and stuff that's actual an actual place yeah and i swear I, and i'm just like Fuck, i want to go see that building i swear some of it is familiar like i feel like i've seen it in another film yeah or something at some point but yeah the uh i i do wonder where the fuck that story is going yeah there's so, a lot of just hanging mysterious things that, yeah. there's a lot of threads that, that need to be tied off so to bring people up to speed, we're talking about a show on Apple TV Plus called Severance. Um, it's a dark science fiction-y show set in a modern, question mark, world mm-hmm. where, like, the main character has a fucking iPhone. So it's yeah. relative, it's set in modern times, but everything else seems really archaic. You know, it reminds me of Legion a little yeah. bit in that regard. The way that people work, at least the main characters in the story, is they undergo a procedure called Severance which separates their work persona and memories from their outside life and memories. Yeah. They go through down the elevator through a field that activates the switch and mm-hmm. their innie and their outie are separate people essentially. Yeah. Which is like awesome for your outie because you get the paychecks you never remember going to work. But I think it was last week's episode there was this shot that made me really see like how horrifying it is for the innie where one of them standing in the elevators the elevator door closes and then the elevator door opens and uh and they're in different clothes and it's the next day so if you're the innie you don't remember going home you don't remember getting into your comfy clothes eating dinner getting eight hours of sleep you just the elevator closes the elevator opens you're always at work yeah that is your entire life (laughs) <laughs> and it's not even like, oh, you have social mixers because this company is like labyrinthine and massive. And so like people, you know, your department in this case, it's four people. Then the other departments are like two, but you don't really see the other departments beyond that. Yeah. And so like it's just you are on this boat in this submarine, I guess. And you have a manager, his manager above him and like the security goon, Mr. Melchick. Yeah. And that's it. Like, your your universe is seven people. Actually, Melchick is um, the black guy who is Mark's manager. Who's the... The security guy is Mr. Somebody Else, the, okay. old, the old white dude that reminds... 
he doesn't remind me of um, the uh, Cancer Man from X-Men physically, like his face, but he has that sort of demeanor and yeah. character sort of feel. Um, but it's it's a good show, and like I thought it seemed really cool from the start, and it's really delivered so far. But the thing is, mm-hmm. with an Apple TV show, they got they're released weekly, and it's set at least minimum across two seasons. Yeah. So, like, when we get to the end of this season, which is, like, nine episodes, oh. it's going to be a wait until the next season comes out. Right. I hadn't, been, I hadn't checked to see how many episodes it had to go. So, like, I know it's only on episode, like, five, I think, yeah. or something. So I was like, this hasn't been going on very long, so I'm waiting for it to slowly unfold the story. But uh, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, like, Panther and I actually, like, were refreshing iTunes because it comes out at midnight UTC, which is like 6 or 7 p.m. here. Mm. So that means we can watch it on Thursdays. Right. So yeah. we did. Like as soon as it came out, we cooked dinner and watched that together. Yeah. I was surprised when I saw that it had dropped um, last night and I was like, oh, I thought this was a Friday show. Okay. Yeah. But I guess it technically is if it's going by. Yeah, very technically a Friday show, except that it's yeah. Friday morning in the U.K., Right. So, sure, it counts. Yeah. But <laughs> that one has certainly held up. Um, I mean, we watched For All Mankind, the three seasons of that one, and that was kind of iffy. Yeah, you were always a little bit eh on that, so I haven't even bothered. It's weird I like, you know, just one person, if you're close enough to them, like, doesn't like something, you can just kind of be like, eh, I'm not really well, feeling it. With that one, it's like each season is set within a set decade of time. Yeah. In an yeah. alternate history where... Like, yeah, I kind of noticed that up. Like, the the split in history is that uh, the Soviets landed on the moon first, and yes. this fucked the American psyche. So they're like, no, fuck you. We're going to put all our money into space. And so they have, like, a moon base and stuff in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And so it's like the space race and then space conflict between the United States and Russia, because USSR hasn't dissolved oh. as of this time of... Even though yeah, it's, winning the space race probably would have done a lot for them as far as holding together. Yeah. And so the Soviets have their own shit and their own base on the moon at that point. So it's like yeah. they're trying to be like, we're doing scientific shit on the moon. Isn't it cool? But then they run into conflict in like season three because, you know. You watched Mars? I have not. That it, it sort of reminds me of Mars, which is a combination of a fictional um, story of the human colonists going to Mars and the world government-backed scientist team ends up having a conflict with the, the private industry corporation team that has a separate base ah. and um, and that happens in like the second season or something like that but it's it's weird because it's like it like part of the episode goes to IRL interviews with real life people who are into space and stuff like that so like they talked to some nasa scientists and stuff like that and you know yes unfortunately you do have to put up with listening to elon musk because you know (sighs) like it or not he is the ceo of one of the fucking space companies so of course they interview him and also i don't think people thought he was as much of a chud as he is when season one aired that's the thing like it came out a little bit ago didn't it yeah, a couple years now. Yeah. 
like I knew enough about him to be like Ugh, when I saw him, but you know, it would if it was filmed before that. I, I well, of course, it was filmed before I saw it. You know, uh, it would be truly amazing technology if it had been the other way around. It's like, dog, if you have a TARDIS and you saw, then that's what you used it for. Come on. <laughs> I've discovered time travel. I'm going to make the most amazing TV production schedule. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to know who won the Great British Bake Off before the episode, even episode one airs, so I can know who to root for. This person is the winner, and they won't be born for 20 years. It's amazing. <laughs> It's like, that's a real misuse of uh, time travel <laughs> devices. You, you should do... It's what, okay, because uh, I'm not betting on it. I just want to be like, I know who wins Bake Off season 75 or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like, you know, Robert Evans, he knows what to do with the time travel machine. Wait, what did he say he was going to do again? I know it wasn't kill Hitler. It was no, decided. he was like, there'd be some boats that don't make it to America, I think is what it was. Um, <laughs> It was, <laughs> Go back to like Plymouth Rock era. Yeah. Shit. So basically, uh, that was they did a two parter on how uh, American Christianity was ruined by capitalism. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I haven't listened to all of that one yet. It's uh, it's fucked up. I'm sure it is. Um, and it's like the Cokes and the uh, J.C. Penney and basically early 1920s capitalists corporations mm-hmm. bending american christianity because socialism and helping your fellow man is too popular so they had to bring up the idea of freedom under god which means that you are free to fuck up and starve to death because it's not the country's fault that's ungodly helping having a social safety net is pagan i guess and oh, how oh i just uh, i know the, just the barest surface level of christianity and i'm just like it's what <laughs> it is a not surprising two-parter but a real disappointing two-parter i bet um, yeah. because it was like yeah you know american Christianity's always had a strong, strong Puritan streak, but in the early 20s or so, there was actually like a quarter of American Protestants who identified as like, you know, socialists. socialists yeah. And so then they're like, we got to fix this because, you know, we're over here, you know, monopolizing shit and doing all this colonialism and whatnot. We can't have people with strong religious convictions saying, actually, we should help our fellow man and maybe not do a colonialism. And instead, they were like, actually, what if uh, you were free to die uh, if you didn't work? And we were really going to push that he does not work, does not eat type bullshit. So it's disappointing. But the thing is, like this whole under God bullshit, like I didn't know that part. But also, it's only like 100 years old. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you could root it out now, but, like, there is a time before, like, there's not many people left alive from that time, but, like, there are people that would be like this, who would know even more how just psychotic American evangelical Protestantism has gotten. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to, like, be like, fuck, after a two-part episode of a podcast, feel free to listen to that. It's Behind the Bastards with Robert Evans. I listened to that recently while walking the dog, and I was like, god damn. <laughs> uh, so... What else? What else? Um, Disney. Disney. Uh, fucking Disney, man. Are you a Disney adult? No. No. Thank God. I don't know if we could be friends. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, like, you know, sure, if people have a fandom and Disney is a fandom like anything else and they they go fucking balls deep into going to the parks ten times a year or something like that, whatever. You know, it's not my thing, but okay. But, I mean, 
this is why I'm glad I'm a furry. You know, I'm not chained to the love of one corporation like that. But like, it's it's almost got me like, fuck. I don't. You know, I see like ads for um, Obi Wan Kenobi and uh, uh, the other show that's coming out, uh, Turning Red. No, not that one. There's another miniseries coming on. That's, uh, Star Warsy? No, it's one of the Marvel ones. I think I don't remember. Okay, well, yeah, it was another one, and, I, and I, you know, and I watched the trailers. It's like, oh, those look good, and then you're like, yeah, Disney are cunts, and, yeah. and you know, and it's like it, it takes away my enthusiasm for for even watching it. And it's like, yeah, Disney and their cultural hegemon turns out that uh, you know, just doing like passable gay stuff and putting out expensive rainbow Mickey ears at your park once a year doesn't do shit if you're uh, donating to a bunch of Republicans in florida yeah it's all you know cor- it's all the corporate window dressing yeah pink washing you know washing. and i'm like and i've said before i'm kind of a, I, I kind of i don't get like i generally don't get like super pissed when the corporations put the fucking rainbow logo on for pride month or whatever because uh you know like i said before it's like hey you know that that closeted queer kid somewhere sees the whole mall turn rainbow for a month. Like, you know, maybe they feel seen. Maybe they feel validated. And like, maybe it maybe makes them not feel like they're an evil sinner or whatever poison has been put into their brain by their family. But if you're doing that to look good while at the same time funding people who are doing evil, who are acting against you know, the people that you're pretending to protect. Yeah. Then that's fucked up, you know? And the This is around the Florida Don't Say Gay bill that passed. And right. Disney was, in fact, donating to a lot of the people, the Republicans involved there, because Disney has a lot of property concerns, and they want to, you know, not have to pay taxes. You know, they're a business, and just because they're a business, certainly means they're not your friends. And only after this big outcry do they say, oh, well, we're not going to donate to these to these people anymore and it's like well great you've already donated a bunch as is though and like you whitewash your films as hard as you can because like at the yeah. same time that they're like yeah. no no we're gonna change the world through progressive entertainment you have pixar people being like yeah they made anything like even passively gay get removed mm-hmm. um like yeah. they killed uh, blue sky animation and there was a animated film that was like 80% done that had a kind of queer and ta- queer protagonist whose gender was ambiguous throughout the film and that was killed like mm. almost done and it was blue sky the one owned by 20th century fox yeah mm. and so like just taking out any vaguely gay shit and i mean even then the oh disney's got its first gay pixar character and it's a fucking ogre cop from fucking oh yeah that one modern i don't even fucking know what the game on, was onward onward yeah i didn't watch it but like they're like oh disney's got his first gay no it didn't fuck off she's a cop that appears in one thing and has a line uh-huh. and then like oh there was a gay kiss in star wars in the background in a way that was editable out for china and then the next scene there's like a disgusted looking slug man so it's like disney is obviously not your friend when it comes to gay shit um like no corporation really is and so it's just disappointing that you have this like thin teeny tiny thin veneer of oh we're progressive and we have gay gay people work at our parks gay people can have spend money at disney world <laughs> um 
but gay people toil and turn the giant wheel that makes the Mickey statue laugh. You know, <laughs> gay people touch the little things that uh, sing. It's a small world. It's just <sighs> disappointing because it's like you have this thing. It's like, hey, Disney is literally like the most powerful corporate interest in Florida, really. Like they own a shitload of land. They own a shitload of property. They have a big pull with the state and they didn't use it to stop this stupid fucking bill. And yeah, imagine having that much influence and not using it to do good. It's you know, like, okay, sure, you want to not pay taxes, but you know, I'd be okay with them like getting their their tax rate slashed if they really went on the offensive and were like, "No, we'll pull out of Florida if you pass this anti-gay shit." Yeah, or you know, we'll, we'll back challengers to your position and and stuff like that. Like they would have to actually be a corporate entity that wasn't purely motivated by money, which is probably super unlikely given the fact that it's a mega corporation. But yeah. still, it's just like, oh, we're going to pause, we're going to stop donations to Blahs. Like, yeah, a lot of companies said that after January 6th, and they've started the backup too when they thought nobody was noticing. So, mm. yeah, we'll fucking believe it when I see it. And, like, when you're super limiting what even is, you know, vaguely gay, I mean, like, shit, they're like, oh, kids' stuff is so gay these days. And they talk about, like, she and it's like, what, they got to kiss in the last episode? You know, in Korra, Korra and Osami didn't even get to kiss. They got to hold hands as they go on to the beam to visit, the, you know, the other world. And, like, all these, oh, look at these gay moments in fucking Voltron, where they literally fridge the guy's husband 30 minutes after he's introduced. Uh. And it's like, you know, for all this shit about, oh, media is so gay these days. Like, one of the few shows that uh, didn't get that was fucking Steven Universe with mm-hmm. uh, Garnet and all that. But trying to be like, oh, you know, there's so much gay out there, and it's like, one gay. Like, the only show that's really, really queer that I've been watching lately is Star Trek Discovery. Like, four or five of the cast members were on the cover of Out magazine. They did, uh-huh. like, a big spread on it where they did, like, each individual person or, or couple got an issue. Um, so, in their IRL, they're queer. To, to uh, of different persuasions um but also the characters are queer in the show there is like one straight white male actor in the whole cast and he's the one who's under a ton of makeup like everybody else is either black or asian or queer as fuck so the one the one default character is the what the super tall dude with the weird gate and the weird yes yes yeah. the super tall alien guy yeah, um, and um, and the thing is, is that like I don't even know if I should go into this. I want to like Discovery, like it's Star Trek. It's a new Star Trek made with modern technology. It is super fucking queer, super fucking diverse. And it's the not fun. Writers are awful. It's uh. it's terrible. I, I mean, I like a lot of the characters, but it's. Jesus fucking Christ. That is... Ah! It's just written so badly. There are good moments, but it's like, fuck me, why do you do this? So it's a bit like the Russell T. Davies effect for Doctor Who. In retrospect, he was actually one of the better head writers. Like, the current guy is is introduced some really dumb shit into the can. I don't know what it is. It's like, you know, like, I I like Jodie Whittaker... She's a good actress. 
The 13th Doctor is a fun character, but the people playing her companions gave it their all. They did not have a ton to work with. Yeah. And they also introduced some really stupid backstory ideas in that show that just changed a fundamental part of the Doctor that was very important to me. And I'm not talking about regenerating into a woman. Like that, I... I, I'm fine with, you know, and I hope I hope they have a black dude next. But just <sighs> I can't really like it, this is like stuff that was revealed like two years ago, and I'm like I don't know if I should really like start explaining it to you or. I mean, I'm not going to get around to watching it, so I mean, like I don't care, but our listeners might. I don't yeah, know. I don't know, but yeah, the the end of not this last season, the season before, just had really. Dumbass reveals about it. Uh, it's just like the oh, here's this big secret, and it's super dumb. It is. It is. Yeah, which that's always so disappointing because, like, you know, Doctor Who is this huge fucking property. So I, I, I won't go into like the details of what it is, but like, what I'll say about the Doctor as a character is that what I've all, one of the things I've always liked about the Doctor is that they're not an exceptional time lord. They're considered by their people to be kind of a crappy Time Lord. The Doctor only got through the Academy on the second attempt and basically barely scraped by with the passing grade. Like, they're not top-of-the-class material, right? They're very smart, but they're, they're, they have, like, the gifted kids syndrome. Where they're, like, they're really, really smart, sort of bored with schools that are getting into pranks and shit like that. But, like, yeah. And then, but then they go out into the universe... And they see injustices, and they and they make a difference, and they help where they can. And like, there's a lot of lines in like the Twelfth Doctor, you know, I'm just an idiot with a box, and I'm just passing through, trying to help, right? And what they did was they basically said the Doctor is now the most important person in Gallifrey in history. That's their home planet. And there's all this additional mystery about the character. and But, like, they're very, very super fucking important. More important than, like, the the people that came up with TARDISes, like Rassilon and Omega. Like, people that have been name-dropped in the show before. So it's like, no, 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 now the Doctor is not just some rando who decided... And this is my exact problem with the shift between... To piss off another fandom of people... This is my problem between moving from Last Jedi to Rise of Skywalker. Where in Last Jedi, this is the exact same thing. Rey is nobody. Her family is nobody. She's nobody special. She comes from nothing. And at the end of the movie, there's this great little scene of this little kid who's like a slave kid. And he uses the force to pick up a broom and start sweeping the floor of this like cargo deck. You've seen Last yeah. Jedi, right? Yeah. You, you've seen Rise of Skywalker? No. Okay. Well, let me spoil Rise of it. Skywalker for you. So Rise of Skywalker, it's revealed that Rey is actually the daughter of one of Palpatine's clones. Yeah, I knew that. And that's so fucking stupid. She goes from being... It, it, the message of Last Jedi is that like, you don't have to be super fucking special... You don't have to be Skywalker or Palpatine level force royalty to use the force 
and to do good in the galaxy. And then they're like, no, actually, she's basically the granddaughter of the most powerful Sith user. It is like super duper strong with the Force. And her co-star is, of course, Luke's nephew, uh, Leia's son, you know, they're Skywalkers, Anakin's grandson. So you've got, oh, they're both like Force royalty, basically. And they did the same with the Doctor. Yeah, they turned him from just a dude into Space Jesus. Yeah. More or less. Basically, yeah. Yeah, like, that's the disappointing bit, is that, like, they take these stories that feature not really unassuming protagonists but like just you're this dude and you're going through your adventure and stuff right then oh actually no you're actually the the son of the local demigod it's like what i mean hell this happened in like uh, star wars the old republic yeah do you ever play that game probably not saffron really i know it's a stupid (laughs) question to ask but like i once played pac-man in a in a dining pizza hut with the buffet, and that Pac-Man was on a table. Those are very rare <laughs> machines nowadays. Anyways, yeah. yes, it was a silly question to ask, but <laughs> this is not a spoiler because the game came out 20 years ago. Sure. But, like, the character that you make at the start of the game, you're just some dumbass. You don't have force powers. You just, you can, you're like a smuggler, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you go through the first half of the game as just this dude. Right. Then partway through, you found out, no, actually, you are the villain that's literally on the cover who, like, got forced brainwashed and now have a choice to continue on and fix your fuck-ups and be a hero. Or get your memories back. Or, get your, and... or yeah, and then be like, hey, actually, remember, you just because you took my memories doesn't mean I got don't get them back. And also, I'm a Sith now. I was always been a Sith. Lightning bolt. Right. And so, yeah. What a piece of Sith. Like, that was one of those games where it turns out that, you know, you're just, you start out as this unknown who then turns out to be basically Space Hitler. Um, Right. It's like, God damn it. That was that was one of those twists when I played it back in the day. Contemporaneous to its release was like, yeah, kind of disappointing because like, yeah, a Star Wars game, sure. But also, you could just be a dude. And like, I'm not saying I completely against the idea of characters who are demigods or have superpowers or extremely powerful but it makes a difference as to like thor thor literally a god you know can fly has lightning abilities and stuff like that but you fucking know that up front yeah. You are buying into that character with the knowledge that that is who he is even though in in the first movie he loses those powers and gets them back, but you know who that is, whether you're reading the comics or you're watching the movie or whatever. But it's when you take a character that you've already established to be one thing, and then you're like, no, actually, it's the other. And like, and it only really bothers me in, in the one direction, when you go from being nobody to being somebody, because I really like... The idea that anybody can make a difference. Anybody can be like an agent of change. Yeah. Right? That's kind of why. It'd be like, like, so like Michael Knight in Knight Rider. Uh-huh. You know, the, the whole intro um, 
narration at the beginning that it's like one man can make a difference you know it's the old man who's dying and whatever like that and, but it's not like in like the last season to reveal that michael knight is an android from the future and he's super strong and that's why he's so amazing with electronics or whatever you yeah. know like <laughs> there's there's a lot of games that do actually handle that kind of self-narrative well though like mm. like obviously i wouldn't say like Skyrim is one of those games because you know you are the Dovahkiin, you are you are have the soul of a dragon, though you can be anybody because that does one like everybody can you can be anybody, but you are still special. But then like Elden Ring and all the Souls games, you're just some nasty little dude that washed up on a shore, and you're like, I'm gonna go fuck up some bad guys. I I think I'm realizing that from a storytelling perspective, I really don't like chosen one narratives. Yeah, like. You know, to be very like like Harry Potter. Oh, you know, he's he's the special one. He's the boy that lived. He's the the one in the prophecy and stuff like that. But no, but then you look at like um like a like I don't read a lot of fantasy books, so I'm unfortunately gonna have to reference one that I published. But Clockwork Boys by uh Ursula Vernon slash T. Kingfisher. Like they're just people. Like, you know, you have the, the, like, the main characters are like, oh, well, yes, this, this person is a, is a paladin, but they're not set up to be, like, the greatest paladin that ever lived. That, yeah. that have, like, Wolverine mutant healing factor or some shit like that. And, like, the main character is a forger. Not exactly, like, I will raise my battle axe and just, just wipe out hordes of orcs or or whatever you know mm-hmm. like i like the stories more like that where it's like and eh, just a group of regular people like normally star trek is good about that because they're hey these are just random people that join starfleet you know the only people that have like super duper powers are like when q shows up or something and he's not a member of the crew and he's not yeah. helping them you know this... it's just smart science people doing smart science shit that's good yeah. And actually I had a good scene with that in this last week's discovery where it was just let's figure out this problem and bounce some ideas around and they solved it. And it was basically Star Trek Arrival, like uh-huh. the, the movie, figuring out a language. But yeah, it, it's it's more like that, you know. It's yeah. more realistic even when you're dealing with aliens. This this activated a memory of mine. Um, speaking of not necessarily chosen ones, people who do not t- turn out to be important, but like in universe, their decisions are dumb as shit. The White Dragon by Anne McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Have you read? I have not okay, read. Okay, so Sorry. this in the world of Pern, when the dragons are born, they imprint upon their writer, and they are psychically and physically linked at that point. If your dragon dies, so do you. If you die, so does your dragon. And the main character, whose name I can't remember off the top of my head, it's hatching day at his weir, which is the dragon hatchery. Mm -hmm. And there's this one little egg that's kind of off by itself. It's shitty. It's small. And they're like, we're not sure what's up with that one. It's just a bad egg. Those happen from time to time. And in this particular case, Jackson. Yeah, he's the son of one of the people in the weir. Um, I'm, I'm... astounded that i can't remember this right now Mm -hmm. honestly but anyways hatching day happens the eggs hatch all these rich motherfuckers the rich kids are on the sand because the dragons choose the rider not the other way around and then the shitty little egg starts to hatch and people are like look if it can't hatch on its own just let it die and the jackson's like no fuck that i'm gonna go crack this egg and he helps the dragon out and his name is ruth and it just turns out that because of his smaller stature and smaller size 
he can do certain things that the big fuck ass dragons can't. Mm-hmm. He's kind of this intermediate between the little fire lizards and the big dragons. Mm-hmm. Um, and this enables them to. So smaller, more maneuverable. He's like the USS Defiant of dragons. Yes. Yes. That makes him pretty good at fighting thread too, because he is smaller and sort of, but that's mm-hmm. the in, in universe antagonist. Um, these alien spores come from a elliptically orbiting planet that, uh, they're, atmospheres get close enough for the spores to hit their atmosphere and when it falls to the ground it just eats shit and kills people hmm. so they use the dragons to burn it up midair but anyways it was just one of those things where a character kind of starts from a point of handicap where you have this shitty weak dragon that's not expected to live and it turns out to be actually very important not because he's like more powerful than god but because they find a way to use the character's limitations in Yudwood ways right um Needless to say, I love the Pern series and have read every book in the series up until Anne McCaffrey's death. But that was one of those things where, like, in literature, in science fiction, because it is science fiction and not fantasy, that, you know, you have a character that's not necessarily a chosen one, and he has a companion who has limitations. And the, the reason it's such a big deal is because the Jackson is, like, the son of one of the leaders in the in the hold. And so they're like, if your dragon dies and you die with it, we don't have an heir and that will cause a war mm. or it can cause a conflict. It doesn't happen, but right. it's just one of those things where it's like you basically, he adopts a run to your puppy. Yeah. yeah. That can fly and go through space and stuff. But anyways, um, no, no, you, you, you totally get what my, my problem yeah. is here. Yeah. But that is, you know, that's the way it is. You know, when you have this shift and, you see this a lot with like superheroes, like only these super powerful heroes can change the world, and only Space Jesus can fix things in Doctor Who, and only you end up with this kind of great man syndrome where it's like only these people can, these great people can do the thing when it's like down to the individual. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what the why that's become such a prevailing narrative. I would blame the CIA. Well. I'm almost thinking like religion, right? Like, yeah. Like, you know, Jesus is the chosen one. He's the son of God. It's the one true king. Blah, blah, blah. Well, then, like, all the heroic uh, epics of the Romans and the Greeks. Yeah. I, yeah, when I say, like, Christianity, it's, like, also all the shit that uh, was that Christianity was based on or that it stole from. Yeah. Um, but, you know, a lot of stuff has also been based on Christianity. And, like, so the other day, Ajax and I were watching something and somebody said something and i was like oh that's shakespeare and he was like really i didn't know that and i was like yeah like all of our idioms and stuff like that like 90 percent of them come from two places shakespeare and the bible yep you know yeah it's even though we're not christians it it has a big impact on our culture it's just cultural man yeah it's just cultural at this point it's like the memes you get yeah they're, and they're, I don't even mean memes in like the ha picture funny, but in the memes in the like actual sociological sense that was put forth by Dawkins before he went out the deep end. God damn it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just like, yeah, we have a lot of our shits transmitted. And so like you end up with these times where, oh, the, the storytelling goes from we can do the thing to only the great men can do the thing. Mm-hmm. We're just on this cycle where like the biggest cultural things are Star Wars which is all about the fucking Chosen One Jedis mm-hmm. and, like, superhero movies, which is, you know, these super powerful people are the only ones that can change the world unless they don't, like in Eternals. Um, right. And so, yeah, uh, hmm, thoughts, I don't know. Mm. Video games. No. Mm. So, clearly, <laughs> so clearly, you know, if we want good stories that, uh, 
Yeah, you, I'm you, sure the chosen one narrative appeals to some people. It clearly appeals to a lot of people. It's a very popular narrative decision to make. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying it, it's not the kind of story that I prefer to consume. I mean, shit. If you think about it, also, like, you can even see how kind of how it changes in even like within Spider Man. Uh-huh. Like, if we're going to continue this thread, sure. Like, in the first like 2001 Spider Man movie. Mm-hmm. He's a broke-ass kid with a shitty apartment who gets bit by a spider, and his solution to having this horrible swelling on his hand is to lay down and hope it goes away. Right. And he's okay. this broke-ass research student. I saw it in the theater. I don't remember because I, I think I haven't seen it in like 20 yeah. years. Well, But I'm, this is the Tobey Maguire Yeah, Tobey Maguire yeah. version. And so like – and then – he, that doesn't really change. He doesn't become like the scion of the Avengers and given this super powerful shit by Tony Stark and given flown to Avengers campus and doing all this shit. He's just a dude with a power. Ah. And so like he's just this guy who's doing best with what he's given. And then it's like now in the more modern Marvel canon, he's like Tony Stark's chosen heir almost. Mm. Where it's like, no, you are in fact super important and chosen by our fallen god, Tony Stark. Mm. I mean, I don't even know if that's even like in line, but it is one of those things where you kind of have to recontextualize the stories. It's not a one-to-one comparison, um, but like, because given like, like in some ways, Tony Stark is a chosen one just because he's he's set up for success by the, the, the wealth of his family and and yes, having having money. But on the other hand, he doesn't have mutant powers or anything. And, you know, all of his shit is just, I'm really smart and I have a lot of money, so I've made this gadget that can do whatever I want it to do. But in, like, the context of the story, the way the world reacts to his death and all that stuff. Right, yeah, yeah. It is very much like God has died. But I was saying more of the character arcs of Spider-Man. Of Spider-Man in particular, no. um, Yeah, I mean, part of it is reality of, like... They didn't have the rights to use all the Avengers characters, or nobody was buying the rights to use the Avengers characters back in the yeah. day, and now they're they're doing that. I mean, but Spider Man's part of the Avengers in the, in some of the comics. Yeah, but he's always this kind of broke ass kid, right? Or adult, yeah. depending. That's yeah. That's how the character starts off for sure. Um, I don't. Mm, I'm just sort of like trying to spitballing, spitballing. You know, we're, this this is a podcast. We're throwing shit at the wall and see what sticks. You know. Yeah, like this, that's all podcasts are. They're, they're like, they're, you know, white people in front of a microphone sharing their opinions like they're the gospel truth. Yep. Just a couple <laughs> of dumb assholes who haven't shut up for like 13 goddamn years. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah, we passed that anniversary like last week. Yeah. Yeah, um, we would have between February and March. Yeah. Yep. We just haven't shut up. Not weird. Mm. And, you know, we're recording in my little office space again for the moment. At least we're not sharing fucking misinformation about COVID. I, yeah, there's that. You know, like, uh, I, I don't think we're horrible people. You know, I'm making a joke about being a podcaster, but it's just like, you know, oh, God, there's so many shitty, like, what, you know, define a podcast, three white men. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, we're, we're short one person. Yes. At least. You know, that Ted Kaczynski quotes, like, you know, podcasters and its consequences have been terrible for the human race. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, didn't you know he wrote about that in his manifesto? (laughs) Of course, yeah. Good old Teddy K, you know, hates podcasters, loves academia and the Industrial Revolution. (laughs) 
I'm 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 just fucking talking shit, man. <laughs> like, are you quoting last podcast on the left? This seems well, like something. no. The I think the line is that the industrial revolution and its consequences have been disastrous for humankind. I think that was a line. From oh, <laughs> okay. But so I just said podcasting. Right. I, I God, the Thunders was a riff from my Elfian. I'm sure they've said something similar, but I'm just thinking about you know, like if we're gonna rag on fucking podcasts, I mean, we're not fucking Joe Rogan at least, right? Yeah, that's what I was saying with the meaning with the, the you know COVID misinformation. We're just, just a couple dudes just sitting around talking shit and trying to not be super negative and or say anything actionable by the cops. It is funny how you know we're all their podcasts and the genesis of that term is from the iPod, yeah, which isn't even really a thing anymore. Yeah, I mean, there's iPod and Pocket Cast, and because I like iPod broadcast. Like, what's the genesis of that shit? I, like, re- I remember very early on, people were like, "It's an internet radio show." <laughs> well, internet radio shows predated iTunes by quite a while. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. how far back does Pophead go before they actually were a podcast? I don't know what that is. Sunday Pophead show. Oh, right. Sorry. I, I thought you said Pop Hat. No. I don't no, know why. It's like the Sunday Pop Hat show. Yeah, yeah, right. Are they considered a podcast now? I think they were a podcast before it ended. If it did end, I don't know. Maybe they're on Twitch now. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but they're a radio internet radio show that predated iTunes. They were an internet video show. Like, they streamed on Real Player. Hell yeah. <laughs> I love watching things in literal postage stamp size. <laughs> We got files in RM over here. We can't well, even open that. Uh, uh. So it, it, it worked last week. I found these old files that, like, someone had to put together a packet of training material for one of the systems that we use. And I was like, oh, this could be really handy. Let me see if I can watch this. They were in Flash. Oh. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like you end up with a lot of like it's really funny when you come across older technical manual stuff. Yeah. And it's just wildly wildly out of date cuz yeah, like oh yeah, you want to go to, you know, tripod.com. They have good free hosting and you can use Angelfire. They have good web rings. <laughs> if you go to GeoCities, you can do all the flashing gifs you want and also put canyon.mid in the background. <laughs> god you know it's it's silly when it's something like uh you know the fortnite gamer guide and it's like three revisions back and like the island doesn't look anything like it does in the book now follow us on tumblr it's a great platform and it will never ever collapse yeah you can use our our live journal community can be found at (laughs) livejournal.com slash notcast no (laughs) God, we'd never do that, thankfully. Actually, like, um, some people are pointing out that, like, LiveJournal might very soon just be cut off from everyone who's not in Russia. Oh, yeah. Because it's a Russian-owned company, and they're basically being sequestered off of the internet and the services of the world. Um, Yeah, and that's... I saw a tweet, uh, like, hey, if you still have shit up on LiveJournal, you might want to port it over to DreamWidth, you know? Yeah. I nuked mine a long time ago, but yeah, I don't need to. I did not feel any need to archive the uh, sad ramblings of a closeted queer person. And, you know, I actually did archive mine over and um, and locked it all down, just because I was like, some of this shit might be interesting. You know, no, 
might go back and be like, <laughs> I did read a couple though. Um, the uh, amused me talking about. Ooh, you know, it was very, very young furry. You know, ooh, ooh, my mate is. It wasn't actually literally ooh, ooh, but it sounded like my mate is coming to visit me this weekend, and we're going to be so happy together. And mood waggy, mood. Yes, no, seriously, yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah, it was. It was sort of cute in a way. Reading my young love posts from when I was 25 and had only known Tieran for like less than a year, you know. Sometimes it's kind of neat to go back to that. And then occasionally I find, I'll find a random post complaining about all the drama and people being bitchy in the community. And I'm like, I have no idea what I was complaining about here. Like, I know it was the local community. Somebody did something. That annoyed me. But since I gave no context in the original journal, I'm just looking at it and be like, ooh, ooh, 26 year old Fuzz was mad about something. <laughs> it's like it's like a subtweet, except it's a post. Yeah, it's I, I and I've ended up, you know, I've accidentally subtweeted myself, I guess, because I'm just I'm reading this and I'm like, man, I have and there's no comments on it, so I'm like I have no idea what what got me so mad (laughs) yeah like i do feel lucky though that like i don't have some (laughs) long trail of common posts from the past 20 years oh man i i'm I'm honestly worried for for the kids these days that like oh well you know I, i got my tiktok account when i was 12 you know uh, I, I got on Twitter at, at 13. As, actually, I lied to get on it. I've had a Twitter account since I was 11. And, you know, and you're going after 40, 50-year-old queers to, to be like, no, pup hoods are terrible and dangerous and you shouldn't do that. And it's just like fetus deletus, you know? Yeah, like these kids that have their entire lives online from birth to death is yeah, not great. because like... 20 years from now, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I I said some really dumb things on that platform, Twitter, that isn't around anymore, but, like, people archived and screencapped, and you can still find it on, <laughs> which is the replacement for um, Google yeah. in 2047. They switched the URLs to Klingon to really be inclusive, <laughs> but ancient live journal nah like and i had a skype account deleted that bitch like those counts the chats are gone like there's just i mean shit i have my mm-hmm. tweets auto delete after a month just because i want that ephemeralness yeah like i don't post spicy shit that gets screen capped but if i did it wouldn't be there after a while and so it's just like these people that post everything forever and they have like 150,000 posts on their account. I just don't fucking get it. I just use tweetdelete.net. I gave them 10 bucks once and I set up, let me set up a thing where I can delete every tweet older than a month every three days. I used to be like, oh, wow, I have so many tweets. Man, I sure do tweet a lot. And it was like, I don't know, a weird sort of pride slash horror in that. And now I'm like upset that i've run like a tweet delete multiple times on my account and it's even though nothing shows it still says you have like 980 tweets or something like that because there's some glitch in their database or whatever and i'm like no i want it to say zero (laughs) i have 807 tweets on my account within the last month and a lot of that is retweets Mm -hmm. but you know there's 
nothing on Twitter that needs to stay forever. Nothing that I do, at least. And so it's just like, yeah, I have no reason to, uh, you know, post my gay little video games and my little dog and here's some plants, but using Twitter as, like, a personal archive? Nah, dude. Yeah, I, I have really mixed feelings about this, because initially I was going to be like, yeah, we're not, like, famous. No one's going to care what we tweeted, like, 50 years from now or whatever. And then I was like, well, you know, our friends and family might be might want to remember us after we're gone. But, I mean, but then again, it's like, Twitter really going to how be how people remember me, you know? I mean, if someone remembers from my Twitter, it's like, talks about whatever video I'm playing at the moment retweets of stuff and pictures of adam right like yeah. you know if i stopped posting on that account eventually it would be blank and that would be fine with me yeah. because you know going back to the thing you know social media is bad actually you know i, I talked to her <laughs> way early yeah, in the episode. Yeah. Like, i have two separate accounts to split my safer work and not safer work and i can come across two different horrible topics that don't necessarily intersect on a given day mm. just because of who i'm following on what you know but, you know, that's how it is. We're all just doing our fucking best, you know? Um, just hang in there. Yeah, honestly. I mean, Fiesta's in a week. We'll have we'll get to focus on Fiesta for that for five days. Because, uh, you know, con starts for us on Thursday and ends on Monday for a lot of folks. Yeah. Um, I'm at least Thursday to Sunday. I took off Thursday through Tuesday. So I got back to work on Wednesday. Nice. Uh, because, you know, I got a guest staying over. And I also was just like, I'm not doing a lot of traveling this year. I can afford to actually use an extra day off just to fucking decompress after the convention yep. before going back to work. I mean, I imagine that we are all going to be exhausted as hell. Yeah. Yeah, like, this is going to be a rough one. Like, okay, it's so like, Tyrion's been to two conventions now. You, well, you've been to two. Yeah. You've been to two smaller ones. Tyrion's been to two massive ones ajax and i have not been to any cons since this con two years ago yeah so we'll see how gelatin like noodly arms we are yeah at least with like me i'm in like one spot that may or may not get a ton of foot traffic and i'm gonna have a table between me and the crowd probably yeah so like i will be safe behind a table Mm-hmm. But like, there's still going to be a lot more people in one in one spot than I have had to deal with. Uh, I'm so pretty be... sure I'm going to have to take a Xanax because I don't know how I'm going to deal with being around. All yeah, we'll of see. Again. I mean, that's the thing is like, I mean, maybe taking a train into work has actually sort of eased me into being in the world again a little bit. Yeah, because like when I was at Anthro Expo, I was basically walk in, sell my books, have the table between me and people, yes. and. That's kind of the same way with the Harmony Con, you know, tail between me and the horses yeah. and selling jewelry. Like, I wasn't there to attend. I wasn't there to do stuff. I was there to sell. And I had fun mm-hmm. at Anthro Expo. You know, it was fine. You know, I'm here to sell and fuck. And the dealer's room is closed. <laughs> I'm here to sell and fuck, but I'm too tired at the end of the day. So I'm just going to sell. <laughs> that was more like it. I'm here to sell and sleep. <laughs> yeah. Did that. Yeah. The uh, beds they had at Anthrax were really fucking soft. Nice. I am looking forward to seeing a couple of my out-of-town friends. And yeah, like, I mean, I'm going to get to see folks I ain't seen for two years plus at this point. So, I mean, that'll be nice. Um, and just hope everyone can be as safe as possible. I mean, just going to, like I fucking said, we're just going to have to do our best. Because there's only so much we can do. 
Go there, have a good time. You know, don't lick doorknobs or whatever, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see you. No show next week. Yeah, cause, obviously, because uh, yeah. Thursday is uh, load-in. I'll be at the con that evening up on 37, setting up with me and my crew. So uh, I will not – we will not be recording next week. In fact, you can – you will not see us in the podcast room at any point. We will be all working in our own little departments and might get to see each other once or twice during the con. Yeah. So I'll have to – I'll swing down <clears> – <throat> from from my perch at a few points just to check on my mom mm-hmm. but uh i'm sure i'll see you in passing and honestly i'll see shiva more than you at yeah, the con because she'll be in the in the den which the dealer map was posted today so that's cool yep yep you so can you find can... out where your favorite dealers are yep who was sent to the moon and who's got that primo spot Find out next time on FurryCon Z. So we're at like an hour and a half almost on the Raw. So let's just wrap it up because we're just rambling and old at this point. But you know, <laughs> you listen to that. That's what you. You listen to this. This is what you get. You know that by now. Yeah. Um. So yeah. How about you go to forplanet.com and maybe buy some books? I mean, right now you're in full con prep mode for the big local con. So. You know, you will be mailing uh, stuff out. Oh, God. Also, Have you seen our living room in the last week? Uh, when I came by to do the diagnostic check on your car. Yes, yes. So uh, you I saw, the, saw everything the t- just laid out. Yeah, we have like two folding tables opened up and set up in the middle of the living room with just like... Piles of books. Piles of piles of books because they all come in all higgledy-piggledy from the printer and so we have to i mean wasn't there still like a bunch of boxes in like in the garage too at that point there probably were yeah, um, was there's like... probably some in tieran's car i know today like we um or yesterday tieran picked up like another whole batch from the ups store and we had another shipment where a printer shipped like two big boxes directly to our house because because i had ordered it different they're really heavy too they're really gloss stocks and are heavy as balls but yeah but uh but yeah we, we have a ton of shit oh my god it's like if you put in orders at forplanet.com it might be delayed till after the con but you can still buy stuff for planet.com or you can go to the table at for it free fiesta and buy some books buy in some person books. um so it'll be Sure, sure, sure. It'll be you, Tyrion, Ajax. I mean, who else is coming in to help? That's it. Oh, okay. yeah, and, and and Kyle. Kyle will be behind the table uh, because he has a new book coming out, so he'll oh, be right. doing book signing. And um, you know, but like as far as like running for planet, like normally, normally Buck would help out, but he's on staff when it comes to Fiesta. Yeah. Um, and Z is not going to be here this year. So, well, you can do it. I believe in you. Uh, Question mark. Yeah. Uh, for planet.com. Hey, you know what doesn't have to get shipped? Baddogbooks.com. Buy yes. some ebooks. Buy some ebooks. God. Yeah, just just download those instead. You know, it gives me money. It gives the authors money. And I don't have to ship anything. <laughs> yep. And so furryfiesta.org. It's our web, the, fur, the cons website. Oh my God, we're going to be there next week. Um, say hi to us in person, but be nice about it. Um, mm. Beyond that, uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash healthpodcast. You like this rambly bullshit, you want to throw us a dollar or two, that'd be nice. We like money. Do that, okay? And we also have a Telegram fan chat, which, you know, it's pretty active, has good conversations, good porn. Yeah. Um, it's very well moderated. You know, it's just a nice, pleasant time. And uh, beyond that, uh, we'll hopefully see folks at con and two weeks from now be like that was fun god willing <laughs> if we're awake by then yeah right <laughs> so on that note good night and uh